cupcakes. Welcome to Water Damage with your host, Gil Mancha. This is my chronological discussion of the King of the Seven Seas, Aquaman. Disclaimer, I will be actively getting and collecting issues as we go, and I'm trying to only cover issues that I have a physical copy of or are in a collected edition. I'm going to try to stray away from digital because I love physical media, but the DC Universe Infinite app will be a great way to keep up with the podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button on Spotify or your preferred platform to get episodes as soon as they drop. In today's episode, we'll be covering Adventure Comics 265, The Secret of the Super Safe. Links will be in the podcast notes. This issue was released on October 1st, 1959. Let's take a look back at what else was happening that day in history. Do it again! The best-selling single was Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny. The top of the box office was That Kind of Woman. If you're a child or a teen, you're likely to be watching Crusader Rabbit, Leave it to Beaver, The Rough and Ready Show, and The Many Loves of Dobby Gillis. Children are playing with the Photo Electric Baseball, Willy Willy, Crater Critters, and Playpal Dolls. Sleepwalk is an instrumental song that screams for lyrics. The way the guitar is strung, it feels like someone's talking. Or the version I happen to find on Spotify is an unlabeled instrumental version. I haven't seen that kind of woman, but its synopsis is... A young G.I., Tab Hunter, falls in love with a kept woman, Sophia Loren, on a train to New York. I'm not sure where you can find it to buy or stream. Once again, I'm only familiar with Leave it to Beaver and really just the popular culture references to it. Not much else to add regarding the toys. If you're familiar with the song or top movie, let me know. On the Spotify app at least, you have a Q&A section where you can reply to my question of what do you think of the issue. While you're there, I have a poll too. What other DC hero would you like to see covered like we do Aquaman? The choices are Dick Grayson's Robin and Nightwing, Sergeant Rock, Blue Beetle, and I do mean all three, and Booster Gold. You can pick as many as you want, and I'd love to see what people think. You can do it there, social media, or even the YouTube VOD for this episode. That's a taste of what the world was like when Adventure Comics 265 was released. I'm reading this thanks to Showcase Presents Aquaman Volume 1, but it's also available via the Aquaman Archives Volume 1. As of recording, the issue is not available on the DC Universe Infinite app, so besides those two sources, I'm not sure where else it's commercially available. Just like other issues we've covered here, Adventure Comics is an anthology of stories, and this is the second of three, all behind Superboy. Per usual, it's either middle or last. Nothing's beating out the Golden Boy. Again, it's called The Secret of the Super Safe. His caffeine is green in close-ups, and black and wider shots, presumably because they're considered to be in shadows. Interestingly, his gloves are now green to match his pants. I like them being green over yellow so that they don't look like dishwashing gloves. That said, the Showcase Presents series is in black and white, so if that's your only access to it, you wouldn't know. The story was written by Robert Bernstein, penciled and inked by Ramona Fradden with editor Mort Weisinger. This cover adventure comics focuses on the Superboy story, so we'll focus on the first panel of the Aquaman story. The Aquaman name is in a red box, while the name itself is white with black shadowing. We see Aquaman riding Tapo, having stopped in front of a gigantic underwater safe. By which I mean an old-timey safe where the dial and the handle are roughly Aquaman's height and is underwater. There's seaweed coming up from the ocean floor and several fish swimming around. Aquaman's text bubble is incredulous on why a giant safe would be on the ocean floor. I must open it, he thinks. He's keen on finding out if there's something dangerous to mankind inside. 
the text says that on the ocean floor there sits a forbidding, which I think might be foreboding, but maybe that's what they were going for, frightening object as huge as a house. Nowhere else is there a safe this big that strikes wonder and terror in Aquaman's heart. We defy you to guess the secret of the super safe. Since this comic isn't on the DC Universe Infinite app, I can't read you guys the About This Book section. After the break, we'll summarize the issue. Is Aquaman finished? Can you make it to the bathroom before we return with part two of the show? What it do guys, Manjame here, and if you like board games, especially deck building games, you should check out at team underscore thunder on YouTube. There we have unboxings and games of Legendary, a Marvel deck building game, the DC deck building game, the Transformers deck building game, and many more. That's also where you can find bots for this and Accelerated Visions, a Spider-Man 2099 podcast where you can directly leave a comment and we can discuss the issues. The Superman Aquaman Hour of Adventure, featuring Aquaman, King of the Seven Seas, and your favorite comic book superheroes in their own adventure stories. It's 60 minutes of thrills and fun, next on most of these stations. As established in Adventure Comics 261, Aquaman duels the Animal Master. Aquaman will open message in bottles, or is it messages in bottles? At any rate, as he's patrolling the sea with his fish friends, he sees several bottles and decides to check them out. Turns out they're all the same message from the same person, a Mr. Roxroyd, who's on a lonely island begging for help. Okay, he'll get it. The next day he makes it to the lonely island, and when he does, he doesn't see Andy Sandberg, but a huge safe as big as a house. Who could make one that big? What could it possibly contain, he thinks. What could it possibly contain, he thinks. From behind, a man in a purple suit tells him that he built it, but his problem is in transporting it to a certain spot 20 miles out at sea and letting it sink to the bottom. Not missing a beat, Aquaman asks him what's inside. He says, that's my business, but I'll give $20,000 to your favorite charity if you can lead this lead vault to where I want it dropped, and no questions asked. Kinda sketch, but Aquaman responds with, but how do I know that there's nothing stolen inside of it? He continues to prod, or something dangerous that might doom the world. Okay, a little much there, Arthur. Suppose I asked you to submit to a lie detector test. The man is so confident, cocky even. I'd take the test gladly, but where can you get a lie detector on this barren island? Don't worry, Aquaman can solve problems with his fish friends. In fact, shortly after, he summons Tapa, whose sensitive tentacles are wrapped around his arms and legs. If there's even the slightest tremor, Tapo will telepathically tell Aquaman. I think it's fair to include that I don't know how lie detectors work, and the most I've seen is on The Simpsons where they tell Homer that they're just going to ask some basic questions and to say yes if he understands. He does, but the lie detector explodes because he's so dumb he doesn't understand. Oh wait, there was another time when Moe was taking a lie detector test, and even though he passes the questions that they ask, he says he doesn't deserve this kind of treatment, which is a lie, and then he lies until he finally reveals that he's going to have dinner alone and ogle women in a Sears catalog, which dates the joke a lot. Distractions aside, a less confident man in purple says, I understand, ask your questions. Ten minutes later, and he's answering the last question as Aquaman is quickly diving into the water. And to answer your final question, I swear there's nothing harmful or stolen inside that safe. Turning his head as he's diving, Aquaman says, Tapo tells me you're speaking the truth, Roxroyd. So I'll fetch my sea creatures to move the safe. I'll be back by nightfall. That evening, as Aquaman comes back to the island, riding a flat-top glacier being pushed by four whales. 
the height of the flat top is just under the level of the land that the safe is on. Once he gets to the island, a couple of octopi quickly shovel away land to make a slope that the safe can slide down. Apparently it takes till morning for this to happen. Time of day matters for Aquaman's plan. Now on the glacier, whales push it 20 miles to the spot that Roxroy designated. He adds that Aquaman needs to patrol the barrel spot for a week to drive off raiders that might want to steal the contents. Later at high noon, Aquaman figures that by the time they make it to the burial spot, the hot sun and the weight of the safe will melt through the glacier. A few hours later after high noon, and sure enough, whoosh, it does. The safe plummets to the sea floor. Later that day, as Aquaman's thinking about how nothing's happened and that Roxroyd is worried for nothing, he sees a man descending in a bathysphere that's reporting details about it to his pals on the surface. To deal with this problem, Aquaman sends a squad of swordfish to whoosh, the occupant quickly to his friends. Aquaman follows and asks for an explanation. They tell him, none of your business, Aquaman. The ocean's free. Not only for me, for anybody. As they're distracting him by asking if there's a law against just looking at the super safe, Aquaman notices that there's another set of lines, meaning there's another person down below. He hastily dives overboard, and when he gets to the safe, he realizes their plan was to use the bathysphere as a distraction while a diver tries to blow up the safe. However, this explosion could cause a sea quake, like we saw in Adventure Comics 264, Aquaman and the Sea Police. The next moment, he's grabbed the diver by his oxygen line and pulling him up as the safe is exploding. Baroom! Once he gets the guy to safety, he tells the would-be looters that they're all lucky the explosion didn't cause a sea quake. He gives them an ultimatum, leave now or his fish friends will drive them out against their will. Suddenly a whale and what I think are sharks close in on the ship. One of them tells Aquaman, calm down Aquaman, we're through. But the final laugh is not on us, it's on you, you've been duped by Roxroid. They admit that they were going to blast the safe open and get rich off the contents, but he's made a fool of everyone. Confused but determined, Aquaman dives back to investigate what they're laughing about. When he reaches the safe, the door's been blasted off, leaving a hole. Turns out it's not hollow like you'd imagine a safe to be, but a solid block of stone, painted gray like lead. All the safe pieces are fake to make it look like a safe. Aquaman thinks back to lie detector tests that Roxred had passed. He did say that there was nothing inside his safe that was dangerous or stolen, and that was true enough. Now what use would a fake safe has is the question. He sends some eels to investigate some ooze that's underneath the quote-unquote safe. A little later, the eels telepathically communicate their findings. There's a pile of lead plates, but they've been destroyed by the weight of the fake safe. As Aquaman's making his way back to the island, he comes across Roxroid on a boat. Well, if it isn't Aquaman, I saw those two rogues snooping around, as I expected. I guess they told you all about my counterfeiting racket. Here's where we get my quote of the issue. What's the matter, Aquaman? I don't know. The fish are trying to tell me something. Aquaman reacts by saying, so that's it, you're a counterfeiter. I think it's hilarious because Roxroid outed himself by just plain telling Aquaman what he'd done, assuming the other people had done previously. They didn't, and Aquaman hadn't quite pieced it together yet, but there he is handing him the information. He doubles down and explains it all to Aquaman, saying he's made a fortune on counterfeiting. He then went to hide his counterfeiting presses. Turns out the two owners of the ship he'd chartered were blackmailers, and a few days after dumping the presses, they told him unless he gives them $100,000 or over a million dollars today, they'd dredge up the evidence and turn it over to the police. He tells them to give him a few days to find the funds, the time he used to blast a block of stone out of a cliff wall. They coated it with lead and put fake locks on it. 
Then he came up with a plan to trick Aquaman into escorting it to the location where he'd dumped the plates. The blackmailers came back and logically thought that the evidence was in what seemed to be a giant safe. However, we now know that the evidence was beyond recovery and the safe is so heavy there's no way to lift it to prove his guilt. Not to be outdone, Aquaman responds by telling him, You forget my sea creatures. Stick around, Roxroid. Apparently, many hours later, and sure enough, Roxroid did stick around, presumably because Aquaman and his sea friends, you know, probably surrounded him. Aquaman arrived back with three whales carrying the blasted fake safe. It's impossible. 100 Moby Dicks couldn't lift that huge weight from the bottom. Yet Aquaman's whales did it. See, Roxroid, police can dredge up the evidence that was under it now. Kind of weird that he went through the trouble of bringing up the fake safe, which is heavy, but not the plates, which were comparatively not. Defeated, Roxroid goes to the ship's radio and makes a full confession to the U.S. Coast Guard. That's right, Captain. Those are the names of the two blackmailers. I, I hope this confession will result in a shorter prison term for me. A smirking Aquaman tells him to take a look at what he confessed to and escorts Roxroid to the floating super safe. He tells him, Naturally, my whales couldn't raise that enormous weight. My safe is made of gray wood taken from undersea wrecks. We put your fake door on it and presto, a phony super safe to catch a maker of phony money. The last panel has this explanation, and now, with a close-up, we see the different planks of wood that make up the new fake safe, and a face-palming Roxroid also groaning. Ugh. The end. After the break, we'll go over some thoughts and feelings about the issue. Wait a minute. That was no joke. Somebody tried to kill me. That or we're not paying Mr. Slippery enough. Holy Neptune's trident. This has to be the work of the Legion of Doom. Hey, there's an echo inside my head. Echo, echo, echo. Um, you echo. okay, Aquaman? Echo, echo. What? Oh, no, no problem. What an odd story where Aquaman actually got tricked into helping the bad guy only for that bad guy to tell him about his plans and for Aquaman to, in turn, trick him as well. It was funny to see Aquaman use the trope of him being able to solve any issue with his friends as a ruse to trick the one bad guy. Oh, the normal whales couldn't accomplish this feat of strength, but I guess Aquamans are just built different. Turns out they're just regular whales, and had he called his bluff, or looked closer to see the planks of wood, and realized that Aquaman had nothing on him. Granted, earlier in the comic, we did see an example of Aquaman using his fish pals to solve an issue. When Roxroyd agreed to take the lie detector, he was so smug because he was like, I would totally take one, but where would you even find one? So there was no danger of one actually happening, in his opinion. Luckily for Aquaman, he has octopi friends that can simultaneously hold onto people's limbs and sense tremors in their movement that are read as knowingly lying. And turns out he didn't even need to lie to get away with his crime. Had he said literally nothing to Aquaman, it would have taken a lot longer for him to figure out exactly what was going on. Another one-off story. I can't wait for them to start spanning a multitude of issues. When we get there, it'll be super exciting. Until then, let's enjoy these low-stakes Aquaman stories. What do you think? Did you read the comic? Did I get anything wrong? If I did and you guys let me know, I'll include a correction section in the next episode and I'll credit the user. Let's continue the discussion on social media and the YouTube VOD. You can find me at Thunder on Twitter and at Team underscore Thunder on YouTube. If you're looking for another podcast to listen to and want to learn more about the Spider-Man of the future, check out Accelerated Visions, a Spider-Man 2099 podcast on Spotify and anywhere you can find podcasts. Manjame out. Whoo, man. Glad that stopped before things got worse.